This message comes from NPR sponsor Bank of America. With the Bank of America Cash Rewards Credit Card, you can choose to earn 3% cash back on online shopping. The essentials have never felt more rewarding. Visit bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding to apply now. Copyright 2020 Bank of America Corporation. With civil unrest, the pandemic, and the economic crisis, you want to know what's happening right when you wake up. And that's why there is Up First, the news you need in about 10 minutes from NPR News. Listen every day. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Stephen Thompson, and I'm here with Ann Powers. Hey, Ann. Hi, Stephen. It is New Music Friday. Every Friday, the world gets a great big batch of new albums, and every Friday, we play some of our favorites. For this week, August 28th, we've got new music from Angel Olsen, PJ Morton, the Avid Brothers, Aluna, and more. But first up, we've got the singer Georgia Ann Muldrow recording under the name Jyoti. Her new album is called Mama, You Can Bet. Look what you've done. That's Jyoti, known as Georgia Ann Muldrow. The song we're hearing is Ra's Noise from the new album Mama You Can Bet with an exclamation point. Joining us to talk about Jyoti is our pal Nate Chenen from WBGO and Jazz Night in America. Hello, Nate. Hey, Stephen. It is a pleasure to have you here. So uh, to set the table, Georgia Ann Muldrow is a a big thinker from LA. She's recorded in many different collaborations and configurations. This is her third album as Jyoti. Jyoti is a name given to her by Alice Coltrane, so it's no surprise that Mama You Can Bet uh, is kind of a kaleidoscopic mashup of these huge ideas and sprawling genres you hear R&B and jazz and soul and this kind of spaced out funk. It's a really wild, arty ride. Nate, tell us about it. I think you just described it really well. It's also um, just a head trip, you know? Yeah. And I, I've been really fortunate enough to be living with this album for a while. And um, it connects to so much that I'm interested in. It, it's interesting to think about this as a jazz album. I think there are many people who might uh, have a problem with that. But, you know, she is connected literally and, and aesthetically to Alice Coltrane. There's also mm-hmm. some Mingus on this album you know there there are a couple of remixes of mingus music that came out of a uh, a concert that she did at the kennedy center commissioned by jason moran and jazz night in america actually focused uh an, an entire episode on that show and you know i think mingus is a really great reference point and and this was you know jason's great insight is that she's an artist who has that kind of i don't know there's like a teeming creative quality to her music. So much of contemporary jazz has been moving more and more in the direction of like hyper clarity and virtuosity in this very sort of, I don't know, linear way. And she's got that Mingus thing where it's like, it's a little messy, 
but it's messy in a virtuosic <laughs> way. You know, it's like the way she puts things together is really fascinating. Nate, I think she has a background in studying jazz at the New School with people like uh, Robert Glasper and, and Lakeisha Benjamin, who uh, is on this record, right? That's right. Yeah, she's she's got jazz pedigree. In fact, you know, both of her parents uh, were jazz musicians. She knows what she's talking about here. Um, but I want to point out that Lakeisha Benjamin is the only guest musician on this album. And, you know, if you absorb the whole record and you hear how much musicianship mm-hmm. there is here, you know, she's working as a remixer, as a producer, but she's also playing quite a few instruments here. I mean, no one could really take issue with this on technical merits. You know, she's she's <laughs> really like stepping up in every way. But what's really notable about this record is that you know, she's had this kind of bifurcated career. Yeah. Georgia Ann Muldrow has had um, her own track record and she's really admired in kind of alternative R&B and, and underground soul and experimental music and what have you. And then Jyoti has been kind of her jazz alias. But this is the first Jyoti album on which she's singing and she sings quite a bit. And so it's really sort of bringing the, the two sides together in a way that I think mm-hmm. is, is very powerful. There's a, there's a track on this album called This Walk. And I hear Total Muldrow, but I also hear more Nina Simone in that than I usually hear from her. You know, and it feels like in this setting, the, the power and the sort of righteous anger mm-hmm. and frustration that Nina could express so powerfully, like, you know, that, that comes through here. Um, really sort of flows through her. Yeah, I think this is a, a terrific record. This is my favorite thing that I've heard Georgia Ann Muldrow do. I mean, she, she's been bouncing around for so long and she just feels so fully formed here. This is just a fun, exciting, fascinating record. Uh, that's Georgia Ann Muldrow as Jyoti. Her new album is Mama You Can Bet. Thank you, Nate. My pleasure. Thank you. Let's go next to Angel Olsen. Angel Olsen has just put out a new record called Whole New Mess. Make That's the song Whole New Mess, which kicks off the album of the same name by Angel Olsen. Uh, Angel Olsen has a string of increasingly dense and dramatic orchestrated albums, but this one's a little different. Her album from last year, it was called All Mirrors. That was built around that kind of orchestral arrangements, but the songs themselves actually originated as really barren solo studio recordings. And when All Mirrors came out, there was some talk that those kind of more stripped down versions of the songs would come out eventually and a year later here they are to me if you love these songs these feel like essential companion pieces instead of just demos and what do you think i love the way you described it Stephen. i mean for me listening to these recordings it's it's like reading a favorite novel again after years of uh you know putting it on your your bed stand and now you lift it up again 
and you see different nuances. You might even see a whole new storyline in there. It, it's telling to me that the studio where Angel Olsen and her producer Michael Harris recorded these tracks is called The Unknown yeah. <laughs> because there's such a such a searching quality to these songs and I think that comes out so strongly in these recordings. Yeah, and you know the songs on All Mirrors they came out of, you know, a, a tumultuous time in Angel Olsen's life and I think she was really exercising a lot of demons in the songwriting and when you when you take those songs and then you orchestrate them and then you work with a lot of other musicians and you kind of turn them into these bigger and bigger things, like sometimes that raw initial feeling behind those songs, I'm not saying it gets lost, but it, it just winds up becoming part of a, of a swirl. And here it just draws the eye and the ear like directly back to the kind of origins of these songs. And I think it's a, I think it's a really powerful experience. If you love All Mirrors, really take some time with this record because it, they're, they're very different takes on these songs. And it's a great chance to hear the glory that is Angel Olsen's voice in a very unadorned setting. You know, I mean, she does have one of the more remarkable voices in music. And to have that right in front of you without, you know, as you're saying, the ornate support, it, it sometimes, she sometimes, you know, constructs around it. It's a gift. That's Whole New Mess, a stripped down solo record from Angel Olsen. Let's go next to Molly Tuttle. And I know you love Molly Tuttle. Her new <laughs> album of covers is called But I'd Rather Be With You. Sunflowers sometimes keep it sweet in memory. I was just tongue-tied. I don't want to make you feel bad. Trying hard not to talk to you My sunflower That's Sunflower Volume 6, a Harry Styles cover from an album <laughs> full of covers performed by the great bluegrass guitarist and singer Molly Tuttle. It's called But I'd Rather Be With You. This is an album made in quarantine with collaborators spread out all over the place. These covers span everyone from the aforementioned Harry Styles to Rancid, The National, Karen Dalton, The Rolling Stones, FKA Twigs. There's a lot going on here. And Anne, I got to tell you, I love this record. I'm really, really glad you brought it. Uh, tell me about it. Isn't it a fun record? And from such a virtuoso, Molly Tuttle was the first woman to ever win the International Bluegrass Music Association's Guitar Player of the Year Award, which she won in 2017. In 2018, she won the award again, along with being named the Americana Music Association's Instrumentalist of the Year. This all in her mid-20s. Her solo debut, When You're Ready, came out last year, and it was definitely a highlight for me because not only did we get to hear Molly's remarkable guitar playing, but also her voice, which is just a beautiful instrument. On this record, we also hear about her taste. And her taste is, is going to be surprising to a lot of people. Anyone picking this up and saying, hey, a bluegrass record. <laughs> well, honey, this is what bluegrass is in 2020 <laughs> because Molly's leading the way. Sunflower. 
I have a very uneven relationship with with covers albums. You know, sometimes I just I'll hear a song and it's like ah, I just want to hear the original. Or sometimes if I don't like the original, I don't particularly care to hear it recast. And because her tastes are so all over the place, I expected this record to be uneven, and it's just not. She manages to capture a lot of the flair and the flavor of these original songs, while putting her own charm and her own voice into them. And I mean that list of names that I brought up you don't necessarily think of a lot of common threads between rancid and karen dalton and the national three artists i really like (laughs) i totally agree molly learned pro tools in order to uh, make this record Mm -hmm. she recorded all of her parts at home and then sent them to uh, tony berg who steven you might know his name he worked on the last two phoebe bridgers records among other albums. And he got some great studio musicians to contribute their parts. Uh, Matt Chamberlain, one of my favorite drummers in the world, played with Tori Amos (laughs) for a long time. And Patrick Warren, another incredibly versatile and well-seasoned player. So the arrangements are great, but they always serve Molly's voice and her guitar playing. And it's fun to read the liner notes in the digital booklet, because while on the one hand she talks about hey, I was a Rancid fan when I was in eighth grade, and that's why I wanted to record that song. Or I did a tap dance routine to Zero by the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs when I was 15. <laughs> Who she also talks. Of, <laughs> I know, hilarious, right? She also talks about the musical aspects of these records. A quick example, the national song on this record, it has a particular polyrhythm in the piano part that Molly figured out how to replicate on guitar. So, see, she's such a great musical thinker, and I think that's what makes these arrangements so special and why they have that consistency. She's thinking about every little element and how she can uh, turn it into her own, her own recipe. Yeah, that's Molly Tuttle. She's so good. Her new album is called But I'd Rather Be With You. Uh, next up, the Avett Brothers and their new album, The Gleam 3. All of these fathers with their bald spots Pull to the car line, dropping kids off the Sons and daughters of their parents' wounds Parents of their own It makes some sense if some was made to me Sometimes I don't see love in anything Just when I surrender to my shadow I snap out of it Step into the light. I step back into the light. That's Back Into the Light from the Avett Brothers and their new album, The Gleam 3. It's also commonly listed as The Third Gleam. It's part of an irregular series of short albums. The, the Gleam came out in 2006. The Gleam 2 came out in 2008. So it's been 12 years since the Avett Brothers picked up this particular thread, uh, even though they've made a ton of records in the intervening years. Uh, the Avett Brothers sound has has expanded a lot over the last decade, but 
This is just Seth and Scott Avid and their bassist Bob Crawford with a very spare sound that I will say as a fan I've I've missed and and you know Scott Avid made this gorgeous record with Clem Snide earlier this year that to me kind of hinted at this direction a little bit it's more making music for themselves instead of feeding a machine That's a great description Stephen making music for themselves and about themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, yep. you know, one of the reasons the Ava brothers have inspired such a devoted following is because their songwriting is, you know, so forthright and connected to their lives. And they are really able in their songs to express what it's like to be a young, thoughtful person, uh, a spiritual, religious person, but who also, you know, is looking at the world and seeing injustice and, and sometimes getting confused, sometimes going to dark internal places, but always, as we just heard, coming back into the light. So some of my favorite tracks on this record are uh, very autobiographical. There's one called I Should Have Spent the Day with My Family that pretty much expresses that feeling like why did I go off and work and do things that weren't important when I could have been with my kid you know I think a lot of people can relate to that the fans who have grown up with the Ava brothers as they have grown up and become family men are going to really feel connected to these songs it's interesting like listening to this record like their music has always had this well-intentioned plain spokenness to it like it can be really beautiful but also idiosyncratic and so like every once in a while you fold your arms like ah oh, what is that like there's a song on this record called women like you which is like oh, singing that about like, how great his wife is and like comparing all other women unfavorably to his wife <laughs> i'm just like, i can't rock with that song too dude. much it, it, that song is funny too right because at the in the last verse he's like okay i know that a lot of people are gonna think this is uh, a little bit patriarchal of me and tries to walk <laughs> it back but I'm just going to, in my mix, I'm leaving that one off. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it kind of speaks to like a little bit of the charm of the group. Like you are getting their unvarnished thoughts and feelings and hopes and dreams. They're unafraid to step in it a little bit, but they're clearly trying. And I think that does speak to the larger idea of what the Avett brothers are about, which is like you try to improve your whole life. You never stop growing. You keep stepping in it. But hopefully as you go along, you step in it a little bit less each time. So I, I too, kind of leave that song off my replayings of this record. But I do, I love the band so much. I think fans like me who love those first two Gleam records are going to be so glad this exists. That's the Gleam 3 from the Avett Brothers. We still have a handful of other records that we want to play for New Music Friday. But first, let's take a quick break. This message comes from NPR sponsor BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who specialize in issues such as isolation, depression, stress, anxiety, and more. Connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment when you need professional help. Get help at your own time and your own pace. Schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. Visit BetterHelp.com songs to learn more and get 10% off your first month. This message comes from NPR sponsor BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who specialize in issues such as isolation, depression, stress, anxiety, and more. Connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment when you need professional help. Get help at your own time and your own pace. Schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. Visit BetterHelp.com songs to learn more and get 10% off your first month. 
It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Stephen Thompson, and I'm here with Ann Powers. We are looking at the best new albums out on August 28th. And next up is Aluna. Aluna has a new album called Renaissance. Get paid, I'm out the door. Make money, I spend it one more. Get mine, looking so fine. Black girls with chillin' and wine. Get paid, I'm out the door. Make money, I spend it one more. Get mine, looking so fine. Tell them so don't waste my time. That's Get Paid from Aluna and her new album Renaissance. Uh, guests on that song are Princess Nokia and Jada Kingdom. Joining us to talk about Aluna is our pal Tariq Moody of 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. He's the host of Rhythm Lab Radio and 88.9 After 9. Great to have you, Tariq. Thanks, Stephen. Hey, Ann. Hi, Tariq. Now, listeners might know Aluna Francis as one half of the London electronic duo Aluna George. Aluna George put out a couple of albums in recent years, teamed up with Disclosure for a huge electropop hit in 2013 called White Noise. On Renaissance, Aluna goes solo and really sets out to claim her own identity. Uh, the album features guest performances by not only Princess Nokia and Jada Kingdom, uh, but Kate Trinata and an Afropop star I really love named Rema. Tariq, tell us about Renaissance. It's a Luna reclaiming electronic dance music's black heritage, more specifically black women heritage and in, in dance music, just finding herself again and using dance music to do that. She's been like quarantined and all this stuff, pandemic, and she wanted to look at the history of black music, realizing that dance music is really a black creation. House music, techno, Chicago footwork, go-go, Baltimore, New Jersey, Philadelphia Club, Bounce, you know, she wants to bring that back and show the world that this is where it came from, especially through the lens of a black woman. And Tariq, the way you're talking about it, uh, it could be messy. It, it could feel like a bit of a history lesson. But this record, it is full of, to use Stephen's favorite word, joy. And, and you know, it, it is a very unified vision, I think. And one thing that I love about what Aluna does here is that she connects the dots among all these different styles with her own voice, uh, with the songwriting. Uh, it, it never feels like a patchwork. There's a couple of tunes that kind of deviate from the kind of the dance genres. And the ones I really that stood out to me was the final track, The Whistle, which just came out of left field as a psychic rock track. And I was just like, wait, what? I love how she ended it that way. I mean, she basically using the music to say, don't box me in as a black woman. Because she basically has said, like, a black woman artist is, can only be in two lanes of music. You rarely find a black woman in indie rock, definitely country. I mean, there's some. And more importantly, electronic dance music. And then she came out with that psychic rock track. I think that was a kind of a statement saying, I can do this as well. And then the one I like, we just played Get Paid dance hall, straight, just banging dance hall track. But more importantly, it's a celebration of black women, but more importantly, for black women advocating for self worth and getting paid. 
this song is really, as, as Steven said, joy, but it's actually black woman joy. That's what I think this whole album is really about. That's Aluna and her new album, Renaissance. Uh, Tariq, let's have you stick around for our next pick, too. Uh, next up is Sev Deliza. Sev Deliza has a new album called Shebrang. Don't worry, I'm gone. I understand. It's the skin that changes the most. Leave it or not. I refer to you as my holy suffering. After all of the hurt, is it possible? That's Shebrang from Sevdaliza and the album of the same name. Sevdaliza is short for Sevda Alizada. She's an artist born in Tehran and based in the Netherlands. This is her second album, and it's based on her pursuit of self-discovery and survival. Her, her music is moody and atmospheric, you know, a lot of notes of pop and trip-hop. I'd say there's some Portishead to her game and some FKA twigs too. Tariq, tell us about Sevdaliza. I learned a lot about her from her debut album, Ison. I learned that she like was a refugee from Tehran, moved to the Netherlands, and then ran away from home and like got her own masters in school by playing for the Dutch national basketball team, which just that was just a weird fact to me. It's like, whoa, okay. Then I even dig more that she was even inspired by Janet Jackson. She did a hip hop record inspired by Biggie Smalls, Notorious B.I.G. She is a director. She's a composer. She is kind of like Bjork in creative endeavors. The difference to me, Bjork is more otherworldly. And while Silva de Lisa is connected to the outer space, but she's still grounded to Earth-like emotions and human emotions that you definitely hear in her music. I found this record entrancing, but I also found it challenging in some ways like there are very internal moments very I don't know I'm not gonna say troubling but like she goes there to uh the more challenging emotions I think and there's something in the arrangements that you feel a bit like you are in a a dimly lit room (laughs) perhaps Mm. meditating on your life and all of the hard things that you've gone through in your life as well as the beauty of uh, the candle that is uh, guiding your meditation. That is such a weird uh, description. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. Do you get it, Tariq? Yeah, I definitely don't think it's weird. I mean, if you look at the album artwork, she's bruised, right? And it's kind of like this album is a self-care, self-healing. I'm going to heal these bruises through my creation of this album. This whole album is really about self-love, self-care, and self-discovery and healing in a world that is full of chaos and just craziness. I think it's refugee music, you know, in the best way. Expressing the power of one who travels, one who has to adapt, one who has to figure out their place in the world by their own resources. It's such a powerful political message to this record. She speaks four languages fluently including Farsi. She does a cover on this record. The Golbi Goldun track is actually a cover of a song performed by one of Iranian's most famous singers, Gugush. So she actually does even a traditional Iranian song on her album. She is just a a renaissance woman. Nice. That's Shebrang from the singer Sevdaliza. Thanks so much for joining us, Tariq. Thank you, Stephen and Anne. 
Next up, we've got the pop and R&B singer PJ Morton. His new album of gospel music is called Gospel According to PJ. Some doubted what was to come. That's Do You Believe from Gospel According to PJ, and the PJ in the title is the New Orleans singer and musician PJ Morton. Uh, for many, PJ Morton is best known as a keyboardist for Maroon 5, uh, but he's a rising star in his own name. He's been nominated for several Grammys. He played an amazing Tiny Desk concert with a 10-piece string section that I highly recommend. Uh, he's been mentored by Stevie Wonder, and both of his parents are Baptist preachers. Gospel According to PJ is the culmination of a dream, certainly a big dream of PJ Morton's father, uh, Bishop Paul S. Morton, who appears uh, several times on this record. Other guests include some of Gospel's household names, people like Kirk Franklin and Tasha Cobbs Leonard, Mary Mary, the Clark sisters, uh, and Yolanda Adams. I found Gospel, according to PJ, to be a, a lovely mix of celebration and tones that were a lot more somber. I think the structure of this record is fascinating, Stephen. I mean, it really tells the story of P.J. Morton's life in gospel, as you said, uh, his family heritage, his connection to the genre. I know that very early on in his life, he was writing gospel songs, you know, before he ever joined Maroon 5 or, or you know, started releasing his own solo records. So, he, you know, he is connected to gospel the way Aretha Franklin was connected to gospel. But this album also tells the story of contemporary gospel itself. Uh, there's a little bit of, you know, gospel vocal quartet on this record. There's some full-on, you know, choir-driven praise and worship stuff going on. There are songs that, that remind me of Aretha Franklin. And also, Stephen, it's remarkable. I think he made a lot of this record in quarantine. I don't even yeah. get it. How did he do it? <laughs> We talked about that Molly Tuttle record earlier. That record was made entirely in quarantine and you would never know it. You know, uh, skilled producers, skilled musicians, skilled singers, uh, they can they can work miracles. Well, gospel always works miracles. And I <laughs> turn to it not only when I want to be lifted up. There's a song on here that invokes the phrase, let go and let God. And whatever that phrase means to you, this music brings that spirit of release with it. But also I turn to gospel to tell me about American musical history. And I think P.J. Morton does a great job of showing how R&B, soul music, uh, rock and roll all live through gospel. I think that's all here on this record. Oh, and of course, New Orleans music. It matters that he's from yeah, New Orleans. Sure does. That's Gospel According to PJ from the singer and musician PJ Morton. We've got one more album we want to get to for this week's New Music Friday. But first, let's do our lightning round. Anne, why don't you kick us off? This is a busy week. 
There's so much going on across the whole universe of music uh, this week, Stephen. I'm going to start with Betty LeVette, uh, the great legendary veteran soul singer who has a record called Blackbirds that pays homage to the legacy of black women singers and the singer-songwriter Russ and Kelly, unclassifiable in my opinion, sometimes associated with uh, Americana music, comes to us with his second album, Shape and Destroy, great album. Uh, Toots and the Maytals, reggae legends, back after many years with Got to Be Tough, R&B, heroine, Tony Braxton has a new one called Spell My Name, and two collaborations that I think are really notable, one between uh, the turntablist Mixmaster Mike and the drummer Steve Jordan, that's called Beat Odyssey 2020. And then the bass player, Mike Gordon, you might know him from the band Fish, and the great virtuoso guitarist Leo Kotke have a record called Noon. And the dance duo Disclosure comes back with Energy, which is a really interesting record for its vocalists that range from all around the world. Finally, I just want to shout out a great opportunity to delve into the works of uh, one of the most important American composers, Charles Ives. Gustavo Dudamel leads the L.A. Philharmonic through all four symphonies uh, by Charles Ives. These new recordings are currently only available digitally, but they're a real treasure. Well, I've got an I've got a big list of my own. Uh, first up, the biggest pop release of the week would have to be "Smile" by Katy Perry. Uh, Katy Perry released a bunch of standalone singles last year, including a really catchy one that I really like called "Never Really Over." That song is here, but there are also some sparer ballads about resilience and the pursuit of hope and joy. Uh, the Northern Bell is a Norwegian Americana group. They're kind of billing themselves as like Nordicana. Uh, if you like other Scandinavian takes on Americana music, stuff like First Aid Kit, I think you'll really love this Northern Bell album. It's a sparkly and timeless batch of songs. It's called We Wither, We Bloom. Uh, there's a gorgeous deluxe reissue of Elliot Smith's uh, self-titled album from 1995. That's called Elliot Smith Expanded 25th Anniversary Edition. Obviously Obviously, the record itself is fantastic. It's accompanied in this package by a bonus disc containing the earliest known recording of Elliot Smith uh, performing as a solo artist. That's called Live at Umbra Penumbra. It's a vital artifact. Fans should definitely check out that whole package. Uh, the New York singer-songwriter known as Samia has a really catchy, spiky, a coming-of-age record out today called The Baby. Uh, she's making a lot of these kind of next big thing lists. It's easy to hear why. The album is full of smart and relatable observations about growing up and busting out uh, in a slightly more subdued vein. A singer from Vancouver named Haley Blaze makes timelessly poppy, breezy jams. Her new album is called Below the Salt. It's instantly likable. That's Haley Blaze, B-L-A-I-S. Uh, the band Wood and Wire was nominated for Best Bluegrass Album at the Grammys in 2018. Their new album is called No Matter Where. It's warm and woodsy, but it's also got a real kick to it. I, I like it. I think you'd like it too, Anne. And finally, the shoegazy Brooklyn duo Widow's Peak is back with its fifth album. It's called Plum, full of uh, reverby dream pop, perfect for your pandemically mandated walks in late summer solitude. All those albums out today, August 28th. Finally, we've got a new record by Kelly Lee Owens. Kelly Lee Owens is back with an album called Inner Song. Things are different. 
Wild from the Welsh musician, producer, and singer Kelly Lee Owens. She's worked with people like Jenny Vall, John Hopkins, John Cale. John Cale actually pops up in a song uh, on this record called Corner of My Sky. Uh, Inner Song is a, a pretty deeply melancholy record. She says it follows uh, what she calls the hardest three years of my life, but there's also a dreaminess to it the, in the way that pop and folk sounds are merging with techno and other electronic music. Uh, Inner Song opens with a pretty bold statement. The first track is a spooky and very spare reworking of Radiohead's Arpeggi, and I think she really does that song justice. Let's actually hear a little bit of Arpeggi too. And tell us about Kelly Lee Owens. It's telling that Kelly Lee Owens' second record in her song is on the same show here today as Aluna's record, because I think both of these women are reclaiming space for women in dance music in, in really powerful and important ways. Kelly Lee Owens broke through in 2017 with her self-titled debut, which was a huge critic's favorite and which intriguingly blended great dance beats with singer-songwriterly elements and her voice, which often is labeled with the somewhat, <laughs> I don't want to see, say sexist, but like the term ethereal. You know how women are always mm-hmm. called ethereal? That kind of bothers me. I, I actually think Kelly Leon's voice is very grounded in a body, you know, and in her sensibility, which is brilliant and, and rich, but also quite beautifully free. Her songwriting really blends the sort of compositional process of dance music using synthesizers and, you know, creating beats with the personal and lyrical aspects of, of the singer-songwriter tradition. This record, yeah, she, she definitely went through a hard period of life, but there is such a freedom to this music and, and such an indication of, of growth, of artistic growth and personal growth. She, she's talked about how she went through like intensive therapies, including one method of therapy where she stared into the eyes of another person for five minutes, which Wow. (laughs) And you can hear her third eye opening up if you're at all into that kind of thing uh, on this on this record, I think. Yeah, it is really a recurring theme this week. I mean, so many of the records that we're talking about, so many of the records that are coming out, including like that Katy Perry record, mm-hmm. are about the you know the process of trying to come out the other side of hardship. 
And it, it really brings out this this mix of hope and melancholy and, and these themes of, of survival and just like striving to get through another day, which I think, I mean, I don't have to tell you, that speaks to our times. It absolutely does. I think this Kelly Lee Owens record also speaks to the other spirit of our times, which is people claiming space, you know, and, and, and demanding that we think about about our historical narratives differently, about how we treat each other differently, and, and you know, our power relationships. And that is all a part of the story of this album, Inner Song. Absolutely. Kelly Lee Owens is the artist. Her new album is called Inner Song. That'll do it for New Music Friday. Thanks so much for joining me, Anne. Always a joy and a pleasure, Stephen. If you want to go back and hear all the music we featured on this week's show, along with a bunch of other great new music out today, we've got expanded playlists in Apple Music and Spotify. Search for NPR's New Music Friday playlist in either of those apps. And a reminder, be sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter. It's put together by the wonderful Marissa LaRusso and Lindsay McKenna, who have much to teach us. To subscribe, go to npr.org slash music newsletter. You can also also follow us on Twitter at NPR Music. You can find me at I Dislike Stephen and Anne at Anne K. Powers. You can find our guest Nate Chenen at Nate Chenen and our guest Tariq Moody at Hobo Architect. From NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Stephen Thompson, encouraging you to be well and treat yourself to lots of great music.